0: Welcome to the Recession-Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everybody, and welcome back. In today's episode, I want to go over all the investment options that are basically out there from a very high level. So I don't want to go into all the individual little nuances, like if I'm talking about stocks, the individual uh, micro cap companies, the mid cap, the uh, large cap, and 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 all that ETFs. I just want to explain from a general approach exactly where you should be looking. And if you're bullish on a specific asset sector, then you can start to drill down and see exactly where in that specific vehicle you want to start placing your money. So I had a lot of fun with this. I was having a conversation. We're actually doing a dream client interview. So we have we picked out about seven of our clients and said, you know, these are the types of people that we want to work more with. And we started interviewing them and we started asking them questions about them. We started asking them questions about their business you know, we really learned that we work really well with you know busy business owners uh, that are kind of in this transitionary phase where they've done really well, but they're kind of getting a little bit burnt out of business. They're in the last stages of putting their kids through college. They have realized that they're at a point where on their investing journey that they kind of maybe need to do some catching up or they cannot afford to take a capital loss on their portfolio. Like they are very motivated to start saving for their retirement. That's what that they want to do. That's their main focus, and they don't want to retire. They want to just scale down their business activities. Maybe like just keep twenty percent and you know outsource eighty percent of it. They don't want to retire, but they definitely want to supplement their business income with passive income. They do not want to have to rely on their business income uh, during retirement. So this has been very eye opening, and I was having a conversation with one of our. Uh, investors and uh, one of the questions that I asked him is, you know, what other asset classes are you invested in besides real estate? And he, 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 his answer kind of surprised me. He said, well, you know, besides stocks and bonds and real estate, what other investments are out there? And it kind of caught me a a little bit off guard because I'd never done a deep dive with somebody on all the different options that were available to them. And I had a couple of things that came to mind, like some annuities and some nuances with, with real estate. And then of course, crypto came up, but I was like, let me do a deep dive on this episode and go over all the different asset classes that are available to investors uh, because at different economic cycles and parts of the economic cycle, certain asset classes do really, really well. And so that's kind of the game is like, where can you put your money and the uh, ugly ducklings of the economy and that will eventually, you know, flourish into the the beautiful swans, right? Being a contrarian, I mean, that's where you make a lot of your money. So that's what I wanna do today. So uh, I'm not gonna start with stocks and bonds because that's what kind of everybody knows. Like, let's just jump into some of the stuff that is not uh, not as mainstream as, as everything else. So I wanna start with commodities. So commodities are like your metals, your farming, your energy and your livestock. There's a lot of businesses that are built uh, on commodities. Commodities are typically seen as a product that it's very difficult to do a value add. In other words, a lot of commodities, when a product is commoditized, it usually competes on price, right? If you're trying to choose between <laughs> purchasing metal from somebody, you know, it's, it's not the same as going and buying a purse where you can go to, you know, TJ Maxx and you've got a certain brand, of purses there, certain quality versus going to like Louis Vuitton. And there's a huge price difference in that. So you've got brand in certain categories and that brand commands a higher price point. So a Louis Vuitton purse can go for four or $5,000 and a TJ Maxx purse can go for, you know, 30 bucks. Big difference. In the metals industry, it's not the same. And while there are certain qualities of metals that will differentiate in price, you know, to the consumer, there's not a big a uh, brand there's not like a big brand out there in the metal industry that a consumer is like oh I want to purchase this specific metal it's commoditized meaning it's just basically competing you know on price for the most part there are definitely exceptions uh, to the rule but commodities are somewhere and actually right now if you're a contrarian commodities might be somewhere that you really want to look into you know, the energy sector has been heavily impacted by the war in Ukraine uh, and inflationary prices uh, livestock is another one that you can look at. Uh, farming, uh, agriculture is another. So the commodity sectors are somewhere that you might want to start paying attention to to place your money as they have not gotten as much love. If something has not been in the news a lot, bingo, that might be something that you want to look at. Uh, the next is private equity. So private equity is is similar to stocks. The reason I don't have private equity Uh, put into the same category as stocks, both are owning shares of of businesses usually, is because in stocks, those are publicly traded companies. And I consider that a different vehicle than privately held companies. So private equity, uh, most of the time is investing in these private companies where they will go in, they will purchase ownership shares uh, of a up and coming business. And in exchange, those business owners get access to capital to grow the business and they will give away a certain share of the products. And usually, these private equity companies are wanting some kind of like a piece of the business. If you've heard of angel investing, this is kind of what that is. You are purchasing shares in usually startup companies or could be companies that have some solid growth and profits underneath their belt, and that private equity company is taking a share to try to use their team to work with the founder to grow the company. So a lot of times there's a there's a value add element. These private equity companies are bringing knowledge and experience and expertise to this company to continue to uh, grow it. So there's a private equity space. There's a ton of uh, great resources out there where you can do like crowdfunding for uh, for angel investing. Um, there's a lot of different options if this is something that you're interested in. You can definitely get out there and start doing this. Don't feel like you have to have a lot of money. There's some crowdfunding platforms that are great uh, if you're wanting to go the angel investing, like private equity route. Uh, the next is real estate. So real estate is something that a lot of people are familiar with, like the house flipping shows on TV and you know single family rentals, but they don't realize there's a lot of other uh, real estate out there. You know, one being that you can actually invest in uh, commercial buildings and commercials kind of broken down. You got many different sectors. You get the retail sector, like your big box stores, your strip malls. You've got the office building sector, which has taken a really big hit lately. That's your, uh, you know, rental offices, downtown, your buildings, businesses, rent them. You've got your multifamily, uh, buildings that are, uh, you know, providing housing to people. You've got your single family sector that, uh, usually suburbs or people moving into these, these houses. There's a lot of different, uh, nuances within real estate alone, uh, that can make it a super attractive vehicle. A lot of people are attracted to real estate for capital preservation because it's a little different than some of the other assets out there where real estate traditionally always held its value. Uh there's a lot of intrinsic value in real estate because people need a place to put their business. They need a place to lay their head at night. They need a roof over their heads. Uh, whereas in, you know, private equity and you know stocks, you could buy a company like Blockbuster that does super, super well, and then, you know, for 15, 20, 30 years, and then overnight and uh Netflix comes in and just completely bankrupts it. So, uh, you know, there, there's, there's capital preservation is a very popular uh, uh, concept and a reason why people invest uh, in real estate. The next is annuities. Uh, annuities, think of those, a lot of these are like insurance policies that you're buying. So you put in money and you're getting basically passive income uh, from this investment. You're getting, you know, monthly checks or quarterly checks. Um, it's kind of like receiving a dividend, but you are your money is locked up for a certain period of time. And I know that the insurance policies are a very popular vehicle uh, for annuities. Another investment class that's similar to annuities is bonds. So bonds, you're you're basically purchasing uh you're you're giving money to somebody like if you're purchasing treasuries, you're giving money to the U.S. government and the US government is investing that money using it and it's operations and then paying you a dividend uh, back. So bonds are great if you're looking for more of a safe investment and you're going to hold it to maturity. Now, bond prices, your, the value of your bonds can fluctuate wildly, but if you're in it for the long haul, you're at least going to get your principal back. So the SOB banking collapse and kind of the whole fiasco that uh, was created this year from you know these, these bond prices kind of happened because uh bond prices fell significantly due to interest rates rising and uh because depositors were uh, worried about the uh bank's financing uh their books their, the losses were on their books they started uh, taking all their deposits out and as a result to try to keep money in the bank to uh prevent a bank run uh to keep the depositors happy to keep them from uh to keep them uh being able to take the money out of the bank, uh, they had to sell all their bonds at these huge losses. Had these banks just been able to hold these bonds to maturity, it would have been fine. They would have gotten all their money back. Um, But it was the the run on the banks that caused the the whole fiasco to unfold. So bonds are great if you're looking for passive income, um, much lower rate, mind you, but definitely a safe bet, especially if you're investing with the US government because they can just print more money and give it to you and then finally stocks with stocks you can buy individual stocks uh you can buy mutual funds you can buy you know uh, exchange traded funds uh i do not like mutual funds um the biggest misconception with these mutual funds is you're usually investing through a financial advisor that's charging you a point point and a half fee and then they're investing your money into these mutual funds that also charge you a point or a point and a half and so There are situations where you're giving up 3% on your portfolio per year, no matter what it does, despite the performance, the financial advisor and the mutual fund gets paid no matter what it does. So if you're thinking, oh, I'm going to get 7, 8, 9% return on my money by investing through a financial advisor and a mutual fund, you could potentially knock off a full 3% of that. So best case, if you're earning 9%, you're actually earning 6%. A lot of people don't know that. So I'm not a very big fan of mutual funds. I love Vanguard because of the low uh, the low fees that they have. If anybody is curious what fees do to your portfolio over a long run and how it affects compound interest, you have to go look at the effects that fees have on your portfolio. Do a Google. That's all the investments uh, that you have. If you've been interested in learning more about creating passive income from real estate, visit our website hbgcapital.net. We'll see you next time.